As I was walking that ribbon of highway, I saw above me endless skyway. I saw below me the golden valley. This land was made for you and me. You only know the name Geronimo from the call that paratroopers in old war movies and Bugs Bunny cartoons shout. It's a nickname bestowed upon a Native American hero by Mexican soldiers. During repeated conflicts, the Apache warrior attacked them with nothing but a knife, surviving each time despite being continually shot at. The soldiers would plead to St. Jerome as they faced him. Geronimo Spanish for Jerome. On today's episode of America's National Parks, Geronimo and his imprisonment at Fort Pickens, now part of the Gulf Islands National Seashore in Pensacola, Florida. Here's Abigail Trebu. causes of the Civil War was westward expansion, and whether new states like Kansas would be slave states or not, tipping the scale of power toward the North or South. After the Civil War ended and the question of slavery was decided, the U.S. government turned its military prowess towards the native people of the West. Tribes gave up most of their traditional lands and ways of life as they were forced onto reservations. Eventually, the reservations were encroached upon as miners and settlers moved in and demanded more land. The Chiricahua Apache Reservation shrank to nearly one-third of its original size. Bands of Apaches hostile to one another were forced to live together on shrinking lands, and as conditions on the reservation deteriorated, some bands escaped, including a band led by a man named Geronimo, who lost fear when he lost his family during a Mexican raid. In the summer of 1850, a contingent of Apaches went on a trading mission into Mexico. While the men were in town, a force of Mexican troops attacked the lightly guarded camp. When Geronimo returned, he found his mother, his wife, and his three children all dead. Geronimo became the number one target of the U.S. Army and President Grover Cleveland, who made Geronimo's capture his personal mission, saying, I hope nothing will be done with Geronimo which will prevent our treating him as a prisoner of war, if we cannot hang him, which I would prefer. In 1886, Cleveland dispatched a full quarter of the U.S. Army 5,000 soldiers in an effort to capture Geronimo, who was also evading 3,000 Mexican soldiers as he raided across the southwestern United States and northern Mexico. Eventually, the army hired 500 scouts from rival Apache bands to track Geronimo. 
two of which found his band and negotiated a surrender to General Miles in Arizona's Skeleton Canyon. After the surrender at Skeleton Canyon, the entire Chiricahua tribe were exiled to Florida where they were to be held as prisoners. President Cleveland publicly stated that they were guilty of the worst crimes known to law, committed under circumstances of great atrocity, and public safety requires them be removed far from the scene of their depredations and guarded with strictest vigilance. His orders to the army commanders stated that all the hostiles should be very safely kept as prisoners until they can be tried for their crimes or otherwise disposed of. Three days before the dedication of the Statue of Liberty, October 25, 1886, a train arrived in Pensacola, Florida. On board, 16 Apaches who surrendered at Skeleton Canyon in Arizona. Their leader, the renowned warrior Geronimo. The rest of the Chiricahua were sent to Fort Marion in St. Augustine, but it was claimed that Geronimo himself and his warriors would be better guarded at Fort Pickens than at the overcrowded Fort Marion. However, an editorial in a local newspaper noted that Geronimo would be an attraction which will bring here a great many visitors. Upon their arrival, the paper's editors said, We welcome the nation's distinguished guests and promise to keep them so safely under lock and key that they will forget their hair-raising proclivities and become good Indians. In fact, it was local business leaders who lobbied for their move. President Cleveland himself approved the petition, separating the men from their families, breaking the terms of their surrender. In February 1887, tourists from all over the country began arriving in Pensacola, crossing Pensacola Bay on a ferry to visit the island fort and see the Apache prisoners and their famed warrior Geronimo. Admission was 50 cents for adults and 25 cents for children. Visitors talked with the captives, bought souvenirs from them, and brought them gifts. Geronimo learned his part. He became a genial sideshow attraction, doing what he could to coax tourists to hand over a few nickels. He was well-liked, particularly by the women who visited. A writer from the local paper gave this advice to visitors. We think that the ladies who visit these savages indulge in too much gush, and we are certain they would not do it were they to pause and reflect on the barbarities practiced upon the people of their own race by these cutthroats. One woman asked a guard what kind of gift would be appropriate for Geronimo, and he responded by saying, a piece of lead in the forehead. Now that Geronimo was of no concern for harm, he was a celebrity. Were he alive today, he'd be making the talk show circuit and guest judging on cooking shows. But Geronimo was still a prisoner. He and his warriors spent many days working hard labor at the fort, another violation of the agreements made at Skeleton Canyon. They put me to sawing up large logs, Geronimo said. 
There were several other Apache warriors with me, and all of us had to work every day. For nearly two years, we were kept at hard labor in this place, and we did not see our families until May 1887. The families of the warriors were moved to Fort Pickens, creating an even bigger attraction. The Indians held traditional dances. Soldiers would put pennies on the posts for the Indian boys to shoot off with their arrows. After Grover Cleveland left office Geronimo, his warriors and their families were moved to Vermont, Alabama, where they stayed another five years working for the government. We were not healthy in this place, Geronimo said, for the climate disagreed with us. Many died, others committed suicide. They were then sent to Fort Sill in Oklahoma, where, though imprisoned, houses were built for them by the government. They were also given cattle, hogs, turkeys, and chickens. They were operating under the understanding that they could raise the stock and sell grain in order to establish their own support system. But again, the government had misled Geronimo. Part of the money was given to the Indians and part was placed in what the officers call the Apache Fund to go towards clothing and other care. But the government-issued clothing eventually ceased and the Apache were never given account of their earnings. Geronimo lived the rest of his days as a prisoner. He visited the St. Louis World's Fair in 1904 and, according to his own accounts, made a great deal of money signing autographs and pictures, though he could do very little with it. He died in 1909 at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. The captivity of the Chiricahua Apache ended four years later. To the settlers of Arizona, Geronimo's band were raiders and murderers. The Apache's exile and captivity eased their fears. The price of Geronimo and the Chiricahua Apache's resistance was lost loved ones, lost land, lost traditions, and 27 years their freedom. From 1850 to 1914, the Apache population dropped 95%. On his deathbed, Geronimo confessed that he regretted his decision to surrender to the U.S. His last words were reported to be, I should have never surrendered. I should have fought until I was the last man alive. Gulf Islands National Seashore protects a chain of barrier islands between Mississippi and the Florida Panhandle, several with intact fortresses from the early 1800s. 
On the eastern end, you can take a ferry from Gulfport, Mississippi to West Ship Island for swimming, hiking, and touring the historic Fort Massachusetts. In nearby Ocean Springs, Mississippi, the Davis Bayou portion of the seashore offers trails through the wetlands, with plenty of opportunities to view alligators and other wildlife. There's a developed campground on site with water and electric hookups and a modern bathhouse. In the Florida Panhandle, historic Fort Barrancas lives on the Pensacola Naval Air Station. Crossing the Pensacola Bay Bridge into the town of Gulf Breeze, you can find the park headquarters at the Naval Live Oaks area. This is the first piece of federally managed land in the United States. The live oak trees with their thick, crooked branches were excellent for shipbuilding. The original United States Naval Fleet was built largely from this grove of trees. Crossing a $1 toll bridge onto the community of Pensacola Beach, you'll find a typical Florida beach town full of sugar sand, sunbathers, and outdoor eateries. But as you pay your entrance fee at the gate for the Gulf Islands and drive the six miles to the end of Santa Rosa Island, the world changes. The party atmosphere, the music, and the people disappear. But the sugar sand remains. You can explore miles of pristine beaches, watching osprey hatchlings leave their tiny footprints while the wide-winged adults loom overhead. Ghost crab almost disappear into the white shores and dolphin leap in the bay. At the end of the island is Fort Pickens, Geronimo's tourist attraction prison, which offers self-guided and ranger-led tours. All around the island are cannon batteries that developed over time as the armed forces protected Pensacola Bay, an important naval harbor. The giant cast-iron cannons of the 1800s and large-caliber disappearing gray gun batteries of the early 1900s are set among the palm trees and sand dunes all over the island. It's like being in an episode of Lost as you climb and play on the deprecated war equipment, almost wondering what decade you were in. The campground near Fort Pickens at the end of the island is one of the best places to camp in all the national park system. For $25 a night, you have water, electricity, and private access to the sugar sand beaches and trails to the fort and gun batteries. The legendary Blue Angels team of stunt jets is based across the bay at the Pensacola Naval Station, and they regularly practice right overhead and fly low over the water. It's a particularly interesting affair since warplanes are the entire reason the gun batteries along the island are no longer necessary. National Park Service sites across the southwest also relate closely to Geronimo's history, especially Chiricahua National Monument in Arizona which is also a place of wondrous natural beauty. The tradition of yelling Geronimo comes from the 40s, when the army was testing parachute jumps. A unit had gone out drinking and watched the 1939 film Geronimo. Fellow soldiers were harassing a young private who was acting tough about the jump. Early paratroopers didn't have the greatest survival rates. His comrade said he'd be so scared he wouldn't remember his own name. He told them that to prove he wasn't scared, he'd yell Geronimo as he jumped, referencing the warrior's bravery in battle against the Mexican army. He did, and his company followed suit, 
starting the tradition of making the expression in the face of death. This episode of America's National Parks was written by me, Jason Epperson, and narrated by Abigail Trebu. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search National Park Podcast. You can also join our new America's National Parks Facebook group for National Park lovers. We'll link to all of our social media, as well as National Park Service resources, in the show notes at nationalparkpodcast.com. The America's National Parks podcast is a part of the RV Miles network of web resources for United States travelers. If you're interested in RV travel, give us a listen over at the RV Miles podcast. You can also follow Abigail and I as we travel the country in our converted school bus with our three boys at OurWanderingFamily.com. America's National Parks podcast is a production of Lotus Theatricals, LLC.